Hello, my chaotic crew. Bentley Michaels here. We are in week five of Solo Bolos. Can you believe it? Oh, man. Caleb's episode, really great last week. I hope you all enjoyed that. He put a lot of work into it, and it really shows. I really enjoyed listening to it. So, uh, uh, hats off to you, sir. If you haven't gone and checked us out on Spotify or Google Play Store or iTunes or whatever and left us a review, please do so. We would truly appreciate that. Ooh. And have you gone to the page? Patreon yet for just a dollar we've got a discord server you get on there you chat with us uh we we've been handing out advice to to folks that want to have their own D podcast and uh you know we're gonna hear their episodes soon you know do you want to get on do you want to pick our brains about the old D, or maybe you just want to make fun of us who knows i've got at least three or four different usernames where i just make fun of Rhett the entire time it's only a dollar on patreon.com thank you very much for tuning in we truly appreciate it and now enjoy Dash's solo bolo sincolo. In a vast landscape full of adventurers, you are now listening to the world of chaotic amateurs. Welcome to Chaotic Amateurs, the internet's number one D&D podcast. I am Alex, your host, your DM. Uh, to my right, I have... Uh, Dash is Thrakis. And that is the only person I have today. We are doing one-on-one sessions. Uh, so, let the adventure begin. Oh, that was sweet. So, the last thing you remember, Wolf, mm-hmm. is the Ironbound Abolith. And fighting it, it doing something, some psychic wave passing through you and you falling unconscious. But that seems far away now. You wake up in the Chateau de Magnus. You're in not your room. You're in a part of the house that you're kind of familiar with. You're in the armory, the barracks. um, Gotcha. Kind of the uh, southeastern wing of the home. Um you wake up and you have this, this in the back of your mind. You 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 know there's that threat. You know it's weighing on you. There's that iron bound abolith, and and that's there, but it's subsided a little. Um, what you are more invested in right now is you have chores to do. You have things uh, you need to get done. Uh, um, the laundry. Yeah, you wake, do the you're laundry waking up right early, now. and and you need to get the things done that you need to get Dishes. done. And you begin to do that. Okay, sweet. Uh, you do you want to roll for dish work? Um, no, let's not roll for dish work. Okay. Uh, it just kind of <laughs> happens in a in an odd dreamy montage. Montage. <laughs> oh, okay. As as your morning starts up, and there's people in the house that you recognize, but you don't know why they're there. There's people cleaning. There's people making food. You don't notice anyone else in the house that. You recognize from your adventures. But you recognize these people. These people taking care of the house. And as you're getting your chores done for the the morning, um, it hits you as you pass by a mirror. And you see not your 
Goliath form, not your tall, statuesque uh, form. You see right. a young human dressed in some simple leathers, training, like a training tunic on, uh, uh, you know, messy hair, um, a clean shaved face. That's something you remember doing this morning, actually. Uh, and you get the sense you're having a dream. You are inhabiting someone else's mind and experiencing this day that they experienced at some point in the past, maybe. Um, I I know this. You this do, yeah. This like, is all kind of stuff that yeah, I'm not yeah. Confused. Yeah, and 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 at this point, is there anything you would like to do? Like this is the this is kind of the moment in the dream where. Where you kind of take control a little bit. Oh, okay. You you uh, kind of understand well, I'm, what's I'm happening. Gonna, I'm going to touch my face uh, and, and my body, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and uh, just kind of do some exploratory, see what we're working with here. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm a puny human. Oh, my muscles are so much smaller. They're Sucks. smaller, but you definitely have muscles. You The body is, uh, yeah, is but training. Yeah, smaller. Mm-hmm. Clearly smaller. <laughs> uh, okay, so then... Uh, well, oh, do I not sound like me? Um, can I have a different voice? You, does you <laughs> sound like yourself? Oh, okay. Yeah. W- what do, can I can I decide what I sound like to other people? Uh, that's up to you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, like in in this kind of dream sequence, everyone else hears the normal voice that would be coming out of this person, but okay. and you're the hu- one experiencing this. Dream. And it's a human. It's a human. Okay. It's like a young kind of blonde-haired human. Ugh, blonde. Yeah. <laughs> clear bias <laughs> hair color <laughs> okay well i dye the hair uh <laughs> um okay so uh all right well then i'm i'm gonna i'm gonna do some walking around i'm gonna do some investigating in, all right in the chateau because yeah. i kind of want to figure out you know maybe what time what time i'm in because this i mean can i tell that the chateau is it's it's the same right it's the same chateau yes it's, but it's, it's the just, same chateau that you've been clearly, in before but lived in, but lived taken in. care of. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, you, you can't get any sort of dates right away from anything. It's it's tough to get um, that. But it does seem like this is some time in the past. Like some of the things that you would have known to be destroyed, like some of the paintings that were ripped, are you know not ripped. They, right, they, everything's yeah. kind of restored. Exactly. So it's, I'm, yeah. I'm clearly in the past. That's what it seems like. Yes. Okay. Cool. Um, all right. Well, uh, I'm I'm gonna find someone nearby. Okay. Whoever I can, I'm gonna ask them. Uh, yeah, yeah. There is a um, a, a older older gentleman uh, that's kind of passing by. They're headed up the stairs of the main hall. Um, they look like they have a ledger, and they they kind of look to you. You grab their attention. Excuse me. Um. Uh. Do, who is the lord of this house? I'm I'm new here. Yes. I'm new, <laughs> and this uh, this gentleman looks looks you, you up and down, kind of a little confused, and says, "Young Flyger, you you I'm know the fly master, girl? Fly Flyger, Flyger, yes, yes, your your right. name is Flyger. You have yes, been here. Is. Oh, and he kind of checks some notes that he he has. You've been here six months now. Ah, I must have hit my head. Sorry, I." Right. Um, Probably from the training. Yeah. Make sure and see Captain Turvama when you get a chance. Captain and they begin heading up Turvama, the stairs. Okay, where are they at? And they're already gone, kind of up the stairs. Son of a bitch. Okay. Um, I'm Flagger. All right. Uh, 
Hello. Yes. That's that's the new voice. That's Flyger's voice. Hello. Yeah, I'm there Flyger. we go. There we go. That's what he's gonna do now. Okay. Uh but speaking to himself, Thrak is, is gonna go, I gotta find Captain what was the name? Turvamaw. Turvamaw. Uh I'm gonna go to wherever I think the fighting training area would be. Yeah. I don't know um, if it would be the same as, as when we took hold of it, because I knew I established like a new kind of... Right, right. Uh, so where you came from was the, the kind of barracks, the, the place where the soldiers sleep. Uh, there's the armory there, and you know that Turvamaw's office is there. Okay, I'm going to um, go in there. Okay. And you make your way to the uh, office of Turvamaw, and inside you see the captain. Uh, hey. This is Captain Turvamaw. Um, Hello, Captain Turvamaw. It's me, Flagger. I was just curious, uh, you, you know, I've been here six months, training, and, uh, do you perhaps know who the Lord is here? I, I'm, I'm, I stick to my duties, obviously. I'm a very dedicated soldier, and I don't, you know, wander about the, you know, politics of the mansion, you know. <laughs> of, of course, Flyger. The Lord of the mansion is Lord Gaston Magnus. You have ah. been training under the tutelage of myself, and I have trained under Gaston's tutelage. You have been quite dutiful in your training, and it has shown, and you are recognized today for that. The Lord Gaston has given me a mission, and I request your assistance on it. Ah, yes, of, of course I'm excelling at my combat training. I, <laughs> us gli- us Human Goliaths of humans, you know? That's what we are. <laughs> Not, I am totally human. I your, would assist you on this. Your humor has always intrigued me, Flyger. Um, They're totally barring their idiots. <laughs> and, and you enter and you kind of look around this, this office. Um, Turvamaw is an elf in fine dark leathers. Um, nice. They have, you know, uh, equipment in the office looks like a variety of weapons, um, different bows and crossbows, ammunitions for such. Uh, looks like they have kind of the tool for every job as far as a hunter may be concerned. Um, and to... Can, can I ask him a, a question? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, so, for this uh, particular mission or quest, which tool do you think I should perhaps bring with me on this mission? That is a good question, Flyger. Um, let me go through what we'll be doing and we'll test your preparedness. Oh, yes. The and- Lord Gaston has asked us to venture to the Corlon Ruins. There is a tower outside of it. Uh, there's a weapon that lies inside that he requires something to do with, well, a task that Gaston is wishing to button up. Um, we will make our way there, traveling through the forest, through the ethereal barrier, and then to the tower proper. What do you think we should bring with us? to prevent any sort of dangers along the way. Mm, well, you know, I'm... I, I'm i always partial to a, a great axe. You have a, a great axe? 
perhaps? Hmm, a great axe like yes, What yes. will this help with? Oh, you know, uh, monsters and, and villains that might, you know, pop up in the forest or uh, in the tower, perhaps. Yes, a, a great axe may defeat some larger beasts. <clears throat> We're hoping not to venture towards anything that big. We're hoping to go quick, quietly. Oh, 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 a stealth mission. Oh, The okay. faster we get it done, yes. the larger our success yes, chances. Yes, I'm, I'm not used to stealth. Okay, well then, a, da- a dagger? A dagger? Light? Easy to conceal? Fast? A short bow? Short bow, again, easy to hold on to you, and can attack at range. A kitchen, also a good one. Kitchen knife. Kitchen knife. Perhaps. Kind of like a dagger, but you, you know, know, you could you could fool the enemies, thinking you're just a lowly chef, and then you you know. You bring up a good point. Yes. How do you think we should get past the ethereal barrier? Uh, who guards it? No one guards the barrier. It is a tear in. Mm, in the space between our world and the next. Mm. Spirits come and go from there as they please. Well, I, I think when it comes to matters of uh, um, magic beyond this realm and uh, things beyond our understanding, we should consult someone of a magical persuasion, perhaps. <laughs> oh, yes, yes, very good. Yes, I've done this already. Ah. Any... Kind of uh, puts a box on the table and opens it, and there's two small charms on there, little things that you might wear around your neck. Um, and it says, these will be what gets us past the ethereal barrier. They will disguise us, make us appear as will-o'-wisps. Ah, very clever. Now, they are not something to be used throughout the entire journey. Our senses will be dulled when we use these. But when we need to pass through, these will do the trick. It closes the uh, container and kind of stows it on their person. So, we have weapons, a way to get past the barrier. Is there anything else we need? Mm. I have heard there is a number of poachers in the woods along our route. Perhaps we should investigate them along the way. Ah, yes, yes, perhaps that that would be a good good idea, you know. I'm I'm always down for a good row. Ah, good. We will we will put your tracking skills to the test then. Ah, yes, tracking. I am I'm okay at tracking. Oh, you have been studying under the Captain Tourvamar. You should be well proficient by this point. And we will we will see the fruits of my tutelage. I really just wish I could have a great axe and just smash things. Or oh, I gotta use a dagger. Alright, I'm thinking just seeing if there's anything else that Tivermall wants to go over, but I don't think so. I'm going to take a little quick peek around the room, just see if I can uh, see Give anything. Give me a perception of... check. 
something interesting. Okay, well, that's an eight, so. An eight, okay. Um, you know, it's, it's like I said, there's a lot of tools and, and um, weapons here. Uh, a lot of things for hunting. Um, and kind of as you're as you're looking through them, you get this sense that you have been in this room a number of times. You've talked to Turvama a number of times, and they have been teaching you the art of monster hunting. Ah, you have come here to learn that trade from the Magnuses. Uh, Turvama is, is the one teaching you, and in in um. Uh, what you give to them is your service here uh, for for some time, um, and you feel that you're uh, just at the beginning of it. Mm. Um, well, you are look. While you're looking around, though, I would say that it's not really hidden, but sitting uh, on a um, on, along the wall uh, behind the desk of Turbama at the very top is a long spear. Mm. And it looks familiar. And you kind of recall the spear that you have? Uh, looks like that spear I have. And it looks identical. Nice. Yeah. And it's just sitting right there at the top of the office in the armory. Sweet. Uh, but you are prepared. Um, there's there's not much that it requires. And the next thing you see is you are walking through the forest. You know, as, as a, a dream kind of does, it just kind of jumps forward. Jumps and, to the next thing. Yeah, and yeah. you are now walking through the forest, uh, talking with Turvama. And they ask you, what do you know of the black wolf in these woods, young ah. Flyger? Ah, yes, the, the black wolf. Um... Can I roll like a history? Yeah, give me a history check. See if I would know. Oh, that's a zero to that. Cool. Ten. Ten. Uh, you know the black wolf has something to do with a black wolf and this area, and you vaguely remember Scory mentioning it. Oh. Uh, well, I know that there is a black wolf. That is, that it's not conspiracy. It is here in this area, and sc- someone mentioned it to me once. Well, that's, that's more than most people know. Well, I'm, I'm a learned human. Have you been studying the local monsters and animals of the forest? Uh, can I do a history check to see if I can regale him with yeah. certain... Yep. And I would say advantage with this because you have had access to the library. Um, and that's what uh, Turva is kind of specifically uh, asking about. 19. 19? Yeah. Uh, yes. You, you go into detail about the animals in this, uh, in this forest, the local wildlife. Um, you've been doing your, you know, you've been doing your research. Um, and Turva says, good, good. Yes, you know. You know the different creatures that reside here. You see, um, there is a lack of dominant predators in this area. Ah. 
and and you kind of had grasped that from from looking at that. You know, there's no large wool. There's there's no large bears. Um, wolves are sparse in this area. And as you're walking, Turva says, "There's no dominant predators here because we have made a deal with the black wolf." Ah, the black wolf is the the one that is this forest that surrounds the chateau. They are the spirit that embodies the trees, the plants, the animals. And we have spoken with it. Lord Gaston, at least, has spoken with it. And we've come to an understanding. We, and points to you, points to themselves, we are the dominant predators now. We keep the balance. And so we must do so again. Not again, that's not what I mean. We must do so now. And ah. kind of stops you and points down, and there is a set of three tracks leading uh, kind of across from you. Um, and they kind of um, motion to them, uh, asking for you to track down whatever these tracks are. Uh, so I'll make a survival? Give me a survival check. Cool. Six. Six. Uh, it takes a while. Your, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you Those are tracks! Yeah, you, you don't want to like seem incompetent. This is what Turf has been training you, training you for. Like you know as, as Wolf, you know that you don't need to know this stuff. But like, there's this sense of urgency. This sense. I want to complete the task. Yeah, you're like, oh. Can I call upon my knowledge of reading all the books to do the tracks again? Do the tracks? I would say, I would say, no. You you do find these tracks. Like it just it takes you a while longer Um, than they were hoping for. Yes, where they're like, Uh, all right, you um, you have to kind (laughs) of ask Turva for for guidance along the way, Um, and they just kind of slowly just point you towards. Uh, the right, you know, kind of direction. You know, you'll you'll lose the tracks for a bit, and you'll be kind of flustered, and you're not sure what to do. And you kind of ask Turva for help, and they're already standing next to the next set of tracks, waiting for you. See, uh, right here, Tur- Turva. May may I ask a question of you? Uh, yes. W- what is it that we we seek in this in this tower? You said it was a weapon. Yes. Yes, the Lord seeks a weapon, a dagger of some sort. Uh, Do you know what it is for or why he seeks it? There is a troublesome prisoner that we have. It's supposed to help bring an end to them. We're not releasing this prisoner, but we have not had a means of executing them. This dagger apparently has some sort of Ability to do that. Hmm. Ah, I see. You make your way to um, a kind of darker, uh, swampier portion of the uh, the woods. Um, still well within kind of the the overarching space that the chateau um, claims. Like there's there's for miles. The, the chateau claims ownership of this this place, and you're still well within those woods. Um, and as it starts to kind of get swampier and, and a bit lower, uh, you begin to hear the 
things you're tracking. Voices uh, off in the distance up ahead, and Turva, you know, puts a hand up to be quiet as you guys, uh, as the two of you approach. Uh, give me a stealth check. Oh, okay. Actually, it's not that bad. Turva kind of takes their time while they're going up. Four. Four. <laughs> and you, even more so. We shall be stealthy. <laughs> yes, but we must be quiet, Flyger. And ah, right. <laughs> I'm not used to being stealthy. You begin making your way towards the voices. Uh, after a few steps and a few broken branches, as you guys are stepping on them, the voices subside. I think they hear us. Quick. And they kind of look up to the trees and jumps up into one of the trees and kind of puts their back up against the one of the, the, the main trunks and motions for you to do the same. What the fuck? Okay, uh... <laughs> Uh, and do I just jump? Uh, he just jumps into the tree? Yeah. Uh, you see, what? Tur- Turva is dexterous. Okay. Um, All right. Um, with, 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 yeah, they, they have Can a, I attempt the same? Uh, you can attempt oh. the same. It'll be an athletics or an acrobatics check. Or can I do this? Here's my alternative. Okay. Since Wolf knows he's not that athletic, he's like, I'm not doing that. So can I take a rock and throw it somewhere else to make noise? Absolutely, yeah. Divert them? Yep. Uh, give me... What kind of check is that going to be? Deception? Deception. Give me a deception check. Eleven. Eleven. Um, you do that? You throw the rock? Mm-hmm. And... It makes a noise a bit off in the distance. Uh, you hear one voice that's quickly quieted. Like you hear in the distance like, what the heck? What? Oh, oh, oh sorry. Uh, and that's it. What do you do? Uh, do I know where the voices are coming, like, the general direction? The, the same, the same, it sounded like it was a little closer than the voices were before. Looks like whatever's making those, those noises are, it's, it's coming towards you. you. You got the attention of at least one of them, which was quickly quieted by whoever was with them. I'm gonna try and stealthily maneuver around. Okay. Like, as they're coming forward, I'm trying to go, like, on a wide arc. Yeah. So give me forward, give I... me another stealth check as you as you kind of make some movement to do this. <laughs> I'm not used to stealthing. <laughs> seven, jeez, seven. Yeah, yep. You you have been used to being a large Goliath, uh, going where you want to go. Yeah, um, and not trying to pay any mind for your surroundings. Um, as you as you do, you kind of make your way. Uh, trying to sidestep where you think uh, these voices are coming from, and you know you're kind of like backing up, so you know waiting, well, you know watching where you think they're going to appear, and you feel a sharp point on your back, and a low voice just say, "Stop right there." Ah, yes, it appears I found you, the the poachers, right? Ah, I I came to warn you. There's a force moving against you. Oh, they scare me. And the, you see two others uh, come out uh, and kind of flank you as well with 
uh, some uh, daggers uh, at the at their sides, and uh, looks like there's two humans and a dwarf behind you. Uh, sounds like the dwarf is the leader, and they say, "A force, huh?" Yes, it's oh. a large force of very uh, scary armored men. Uh, they chased me out from my home in the dirt. And he looks. I live in dirt. He looks you up and down and <laughs> sees your well-maintained armor and your uh, your your badge from the Chateau de Magnus. I managed to best them, and now <laughs> I I stole one of their clothes. He says, "You look like one of those chateau boys." Prowling around, preying on hunters like myself. I imagine you're probably out here thinking you've caught yourself a couple of ne'er-do-wells. No, <sighs> not not at all. I, I, you look like respectable men who who hunt uh, legally. You have your licenses. I'm certain you're just well-meaning hunters. Anyways. We live off this land, yes, and we don't need any paperwork to prove that we're living off the land. Oh, of course, of course, of course. Yeah. If you truly think you're with good folk, hunters, then won't you join us, young man? Oh, I... I would love to hunt. I'm a hunter. I can hunt. Good. I hunt Stay the, quiet. I hunt and between the, me and the boys and the two young, you know, humans with the the daggers kind of so yeah, yeah, you you stay in front of us, okay? Uh w- what is it that we're hunting? You'll see. And he begins leading you the direction they came. I'm an expert tracker. I can help you track this. Gonna, you, gonna, the dwarf whips behind their their head behind and says, "You think you're better than I am?" Oh, I, not better, just you know, more suited for the job. Yes, you, I think I'm better. <laughs> gives you a long, long stare, um, and kind of as as they're staring, you kind of see in front of you, probably twenty feet uh, up in the trees, is uh, Turva. And they kind of get make eye contact with you, and they just put a finger up to their their lips as like they're going, you know, just be quiet. And they just kind of turn and hide along the trees, as if like they're like saying, "Oh, we're hunting him." Is that what they're referencing? Uh, you the the dwarfs and the humans don't notice Turva. Only you do. Oh, and they okay. they kind of make eye contact with you, and you've you've trained with with Turva enough to know. That they are going to stay hidden and they are going to watch you. Oh, gotcha. Um, and so you begin making your way through the forest with these poachers. Okay, great. Um, I feel like this dream is not going how it should. <laughs> no, no, this is perfect. Uh, you you start making your way uh, forward, and ever so often you 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 know the branches kind of move, and you know Turva's there. Yeah. Okay. Um, the dwarves. No idea. Or the dwarf, no idea. The humans yeah. kind of like, eh, what was that? I think a bird's up there. Oh, there's probably birds. That's probably birds. Um, and I would say at this point, you start hearing in the forest, you do hear birds and other animals like you, you have been hearing, but ever so often you begin to hear the howl of a wolf off in the distance, oh. some like low growling from something, 
Um, you know, the two two kind of humans kind of get spooked by it, but the dwarf's like, pay no mind, they're not looking for us. Uh, but you begin making your way, uh, following tracks. Um, Can't tell what the tracks look like? Give like, me a survival okay. check. God. Eight. Eight. Uh, <laughs> you, you get a couple of them. Um, because you see the dwarf kind of looking, looking down and, and, you know, tracking them, making physical observations. Uh, and there's, they're horse hooves, you know, hoof prints. Oh, gotcha. Um, they don't have like, uh, horseshoes. They're, oh. they're just wild uh, just horses. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and then ever so often, uh, the dwarf kind of grabs some leaves that are like br- black and charred and kind of like rubs them. And they kind of ash away. Beginning to make you're making your way further in, and uh, the terrain starts to get a little rockier. And as as it does, there is a small clearing that opens up with these large basalt rocks, these dark rocks that kind yeah. of like jut out um, in this almost not a not a stone hinge, not something that's been constructed, but yeah. there is is this kind of semicircle of large rocks that sit in this. Uh, clearing, and they all stop. They get down. They like grab you to pull you down as well, and you see what they've been tracking. And in the center of this thing is a horse, black, with a bit of orange glowing where its mane would be, and these black eyes. And it's just kind of sleeping there. Just quietly. A little oh, bit geez. of smoke just kind of comes off of it. Like a horse from hell. It is exactly a horse from hell. <laughs> You've read about these horses. This is a nightmare. Oh, a nightmare. Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, is, it is literally a horse from the nine hells. Um, so do I know about this horse? Uh, give me a nature check or... Probably nature is going to be the, the, yeah, the best. Probably nature. nature or religion would even be another one you could use. Uh, well, they both suck, so it doesn't matter. Perfect. Yeah, thirteen. Thirteen. It's not as bad. Um, yeah, you you <laughs> get about what I've told you. It, it, nightmares are uh, from um, the from an infernal plane of existence. They are the mounts of devils. Um, they. Okay. Sweet. Are as described. Uh, what you see, their manes and their tails are, are made of flame. Uh, their eyes black and their skin the same. That's pretty badass. Yeah, they they don't harbor evil intentions per se, um, but they 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 are known to be uh, the mounts of things that catch gotcha. it. Oh, I see you're hunting a a, a nightmare. Oh, that uh, formidable. Yes, it can be. We're hoping to take this one alive. And and do what with it? That's up to me to know. And you to help me with. And so- he kind of points his sword at you and points the sword at the clearing. He says, you're going to go over there and wake the beast. Ah, I'm not so much a hunter, then, uh, with you. I'm, I'm more of a distraction or possibly a sacrifice. <laughs> we all got to start somewhere. Okay, well, this seems like the end. Uh, okay, well, 
I guess I'll go wake the nightmare. And I guess I'll start kind of walking carefully towards All it. Right. You see the two humans kind of going off on either side to flank. Uh, they've got uh, short bows with them. And the uh, dwarf is setting up some sort of thing from their bag. These um, uh, iron shackles that have some sort of writing on the sides. Okay. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start slowly walking up to it. I'm gonna slowly start singing like a little lullaby to kind of like okay slowly rouse it. Give me a perception check just as you're as you're walking up, taking in you know taking a look. You don't see where Turva is at the moment. Um, but you, you know, as you're walking up, you'd be like, you, you're, you're thinking, oh, it'd be really nice if I, I knew where Turva was. Yeah, 22. 22. Perfect. You see Turva kind of in one of the trees right where the dwarf is, up above. Um, they're watching you, watching the dwarf, and they've, they're pulling out some weapons. Uh, they are prepared for something. Um... Catch um, that, and and you also catch as you're walking up to this nightmare. Uh, you you see that it is it is ab- it's definitely alive. It's sleeping, um, but it it's got like one of its eyes at least half open. Oh nightmare, who ye dare wake that horse from his sleep now? Wake up. Cause torment in hell. Give me a performance check. Fifteen. (laughs) Fifteen. A great, a a fantastic lullaby. Um, (laughs) You you approach this thing with with no ill intent, I imagine, Uh, and and it recognizes this. The song it recognizes that you uh, you are are at least not trying to hunt it. Uh, the same way the rest are. And as you approach it, it stands up quickly and kind of right, races towards you and and just kind of stares you down. I want to I wanna s- slowly offer my hands like, I don't mean to harm you. Give me now... Animal handling is a skill in this game, right? Or am I? Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, and I've I've got uh, it's it's one of my things. Perfect. Give me an animal handling check as this thing approaches you. Okay. Well, that's the worst it could have been. Um. And and I will say that you have advantage because of your lovely song. Like it's it's trying to. Not much better, but still better. Eleven. Eleven. Okay. Uh, it's you know it's not your best friend, but it's not angry with you it it sees you it kind of lets out a <laughs> it's smoke comes out of its nose it's, oh, its yes. nostrils you're very tough you're very you're yes mm. hell hell oh. horse yes <laughs> oh yes <laughs> yes and Dude. it looks kind of up and past you at where the dwarf is ah yes that um you know if, if you let me uh saddle up i could get away from that guy, he's trying to hurt you. It it begins kind of going past you, and and you you see its its head just kind of go back and forth as it shakes no, and, okay. and kind yeah, of smoke. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I get that. Yeah, and yeah, that's fair. It begins to charge at the dwarf. Ah, yes. Um, get, get it. Do you want to participate in any sort of combat that is going to happen? 
Uh, or are yeah. you, you? Yeah, I'm kind of on the nightmare side. Okay, because like this horse is just chilling, dude. Like horse what? is chilling. Uh, let's get some initiative rolls then. Okay, sweet. All right, don't don't fuck me. Okay, good. Uh, seventeen. Seventeen, very good. The nightmare is gonna deal with the dwarf. I'm probably gonna go after the humans. The guys with the the shackles, right? Because I know there's two guys with shackles. The dwarf has the shackles. The uh, two humans have short bows. Well, I'm going to go after the humans. Yeah. And I can use just my stats, like my great yep. axe stats. Okay, yep, cool. Absolutely. All right. Whew. <laughs> I had to use a dagger. But, <laughs> you, know what I mean? you, what, you know, like in, in, the, in the vision, in this, in this dream, you are using like daggers and short swords and yeah. short bows. Uh, yeah, you know? that's what it like, looks um, like, yeah. But, but yeah, you, you know, when you, when you hit, you feel like you're hitting as wolf your under that kind of impression. Wolf, you are up first. Oh, sweet. Uh, Finally. <laughs> Combat, enough talking. Uh, I'm going to go after one of the humans. All right. There's, you see the two of them that were kind of flanking? Yeah. Each of them have their short bows ready, and they're kind of like aiming in on the nightmare, ready to fire at them. Uh, you are probably 30 feet from each one. Um, uh, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my movement, and I'm going to go up to one, and all I'm right. attack him. Yeah, you you race up, charge I'm rage. them. You rage. Yeah, yeah. They just. <laughs> I'm going. But you really see. Yes. Yes. Rage. I, and I would say, kind of, as you do that, this this dream that you're having that's been a bit lackluster in color uh, gets redder, and and you know, nice. you, you, bits of the the floor, the flora, like the plants start start to, to kind of grow as you do this too like something is is affecting the dream through your rage nice okay all right and i'm gonna attack that guy with all right great axe in quotes <laughs> oh sick 22 definitely hits okay uh i gotta find my dice and then Obviously, I'm going to do my Divine Fury damage as well. Mm-hmm. So that is not a lot. So that is uh, seven regular damage, and then uh, five Radiant damage. Radiant. Yeah. So you come in. You come in on this. This human. Um, kind of kick them. Kick them in the chest to kind of disrupt their their shooting. And then you know two dagger slices across their chest, uh, yeah, uh, as yeah. they as you um, start start taking them down. The nightmare is up next, and you hear it charge. Um, some of these rocks kind of block your line of sight, and so it charges past the rocks, and you hear just a a horse's scream uh, as it kind of charges. <laughs> Like yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, but like... No need for sound effects, man. Yeah, get, 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 a, little, get a little echo or something on it, because it comes from hell. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Sounds like a hellish horse, right? Uh, the human you're fighting uh, pulls, you know, just drops their short bow and pulls the, at the dagger and says, Ah, <laughs> turned on us already. I'm going to get you. Bring it on. Uh, 16 versus AC? Meets. Meets. And it is going to deal four damage to you. Okay. As you feel a knife kind of come, you know, just get, gut into you. Uh, the other human fires a bow at the nightmare. 
and you hear the horse yell out in pain as it hits. Ah, dang. Uh, you hear a dwarven curse from beyond the uh, uh, rocks. Nice, get it. Yeah, as is as if something they were trying to do did not happen. Um, sick. Mm-hmm. And it's your turn. Uh, sweet. Okay, I'm gonna attack that guy again. Um, here we go. Uh, so that is gonna be 18. Definitely hits. That is going to be uh, 16 damage. Perfect. So you you take him out. Uh, nice. Uh, yeah, you you kind of plunge uh, two daggers in, into their into their chest, and and as they're trying to move, they just you know they can't. The blood's just kind of pouring out, and and, and they, they, they they drop. Yeah, like as they're as they're falling backwards, they you know swipe in in, in the air wildly, uh, and fall. Dead and then on the ground. Can I use my movement to go to the other guy? Uh, you can get about halfway to him because yeah. you're about halfway in between before. Yeah. And as you do, you kind of get to the center of this this place, and you see the uh, nightmare and the dwarf are are kind of locked in some sort of of combat. Uh, there's one manacle on one of the uh, hooves, and he's struggling to get the other one on. And nightmare's turn. You see it try and bite. Uh, the you're trying to use its hooves, um, to to attack the dwarf, uh, but you know one of one of its you know legs is bound yeah. and, and and being controlled by the dwarf, it's it's unable to. That human is gone. Um, the other one sees you approaching. Let's loose a short bow shot to the nightmare, which does get hit. Oh no! Uh, and you see, yeah, you see two two arrows kind of in its side. It's kind of you know pouring this dark blood, um, and it sees you and starts kind of uh, running on the other side of the rocks towards where the dwarf and the nightmare are. And it looks like it it's gets just about up to them. The other human. Uh, the other human, yeah. Okay. They they're looking a bit scared, and so they find. Um, they're trying to find some sort of protection over there. Uh, the dwarf is up, and they're going to try and manacle the nightmare. And it gets the other one on. And you you hear this just click, this audible click throughout this clearing. And the nightmare just freezes in place. And is starting to kind of fall over. No! You're up. Um. Uh, I probably can't make it to them, can I? You can. I it's it's yeah. You know, with with a move ac- move action, you can get to the dwarf and the other human, and the nightmare. Okay, I'm gonna. All right, I'm gonna move towards the dwarf. Then I'm gonna attack him. All right. And I'm gonna go. Um, take a negative five and reckless attack. All right. No, he was just sleeping. Oh boy! Ooh, a non-natural twenty. Ooh, very nice. Yep, that hits. Okay, so uh, here we go, and then 
forgot to do my Divine Fury damage last time, but I won't forget this time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> so that is going to be 30 slashing damage, and then uh, 7 radiant damage. <laughs> Yeah, what do you do when you rush up on this dwarf? <laughs> like this, the, the dwarf puts the manacles on this thing. The nightmare falls on the ground. And then, what? Let that horse go. I'll show you a real hunter. Yeah, you you, you dash, you know, you dash forward, um, jumping over the nightmare. And kind of as you come down, you cut the throat of the dwarf as you kind of spin around behind it and then with your your other dagger just put it into the other side of its neck and then uh so is he dead yes then because of my great weapon i can attack i'm gonna attack the human go for it sweet okay yeah yes yeah 37 did definitely kill him yeah (laughs) uh that's gonna be 15 15 hit that hits sweet you see that, yeah, the humans are, are wearing just, you know, minimal armor. And that's going to be 12 slashing damage. 12 slashing. Mirror. Uh, the human is is up next. The nightmare doesn't do anything on its turn, but but faintly whinny. Right. Um, yeah. The human kind of drops their weapon and s- takes a few steps back and begins to turn and run. Do you want to try and do you want to attack them as they do? Uh, no. I'm gonna let him go. Okay. Yeah. Because okay. he's fleeing. Yeah. They I don't kill retreating. They uh, you know, go into the into the forest. Um, you see Turva drop down from the trees, aim their air their their uh 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 bow, and an arrow flies off and kills them. Kills the <laughs> human as they're as they're leaving. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yes. I let him go. I wanted you to have that one. So. Turva looks, looks to you and says, These poachers do not belong in these woods. We don't let anyone go. Of course. I knew you'd get them. So that's why I said, yes, go run, because I knew you'd, you'd get them. Well, you did well with the other two. You like that, yes? Fury I haven't seen before in you, Flyger. Well, I d- tapped into a well I, I didn't know I had. Call it family trauma. Thank you. Uh, and the uh, Turva kind of goes over and starts meddling with the manacles a bit. Um, Sweet. Taking them off. And the nightmare stands up and just kind of bows, you know, their head to you. Um, and then begins to eat the dwarf. Just takes a few chunks out of him. Uh, yes. I yeah. like this. It's dark, but I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Turva, Turva, you know, pays no mind. Um, and, and you get this sense kind of with the, the killing of that um, human and the protecting of this fiendish creature. You're remembering the lessons that Fly, or that Turva has taught you, has taught Flyger, uh, that you're not here to be the good guys. You're not here to be holy warriors right. you're here to do a job and that usually entails killing monsters uh monsters that mean ill will towards humans 
in humans' natural environments. Gotcha. Um, so in this case, I would like we considered these poachers the monsters. Mm-hmm. The the terminology has switched. Yeah, yeah. I w- I would say so. You kind of and I would say you even kind of have this conversation with with Torva and Torva says these woods are home to to all kinds of odd creatures. The black wolf protects them. We study them. We learn how they act. And we take that and sell those services to those who cannot protect themselves. Ha, I understand. Flyger knows. Your training has come well. You were able to take out virtually all of the uh, poachers yourself. I was watching, and you needed little help. Yes, did you see what I did with the, with the dwarf? I spun behind, and I, yes, I cut his... Use of movement. Uh, um, wherever you have the chance, take it and strike. It was not badass, you would say. Badass. Um, a term I think Byrne has used. Uh, yes, very badass. Very much so. All right, good. And uh, the, the nightmare begins kind of leaving. They're gone now. Um, Farewell, hellish creature. May I see you in another realm. <laughs> and and yeah, off in the distance, you just hear, <laughs> and you know, a sm- kind of smoke just comes off in the forest. One day uh, I'm gonna ride one of those. I swear. And I and as you a nightmare are packing up and kind of taking the things from these, uh, the human and the dwarf that you might need, um, you hear those sounds in the forests. We can die down. You hear them kind of growlings and howls. And now you just hear birds and insects kind of fly, flying and fluttering. Mm. And Turva, Turva turns to you and says, It seems the, uh, the black wolf has been pleased. We've done a service today. Ah, well, that is good. We are doing our job. On yes. to the tower. Onto the tower. Let us go. And you begin making your way towards the path of uh, the tower. Uh, give me another survival check as, as you're kind of trying to lead the way at Turva's command as a training session. Uh, 15. 15. Uh, so much better. A little Cash. more confident now uh, in your, your tracking abilities, and you begin um, tracking for the ethereal barrier. Uh, there is some markings on some trees that Turva points out that you follow. Um, just some elven characters in the forest uh, that you know signal things like death or be wary. Uh, signs meant to keep people who are lost from entering into the barrier. And as you begin making your way uh, through the forest. Um, you know you're getting closer as the color starts to fade from the trees around you. Uh, the sounds of the birds and the insects die down into this just kind of low hum. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know you are in it. You're in the region of the barrier when off in the distance ahead of you, you see these glowing little lights, probably 200, 300 feet ahead of you in the forest. And 
you stop, and Turva opens up that little box from before and kind of, you know, hands it over to you. Ah, thank you. And you each take one of the little charms, place it around your neck, and you instantly feel this, like, ballooning sensation. Ballooning? Yeah, like like you've been inflated a bit. Like like all of your senses are lessened. Um, it's, it's harder to stay focused. It's harder to manipulate your, your fingers. And in essence, any check that you are going to take is disadvantage. Oh. But as you kind of look over to Turva, all you see is a floating light. And Turva looks to you and sees the same. You are disguised as little will-o'-wisps. Nice. And you make your way through the forest. The, the ethereal barrier. And as you, you know, kind of pass by some of these little floating uh, things ahead, they kind of come up close to you and then just pass. You know. um, you, you, the two of you are a little slower than the other ones, but uh, they pay no mind to you. Making our way yeah. downtown. Uh, give me a perception check as you're, as you're, you're kind of going through. You're keeping an eye out um, while you're passing through the barrier. And this will be a disadvantage as you are a as you are disguised. So that's going to be nine. Nine. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, you begin floating along through the the ethereal barrier, and as you you get into it proper, uh, you are in the ethereal plane. Um, you've read about this before. Uh, this is a plane of spirits of. Uh, it's it's a plane that's kind of uh, it's a subsists in all planes, even the Shadowfell and the Feywild and planes beyond. The ethereal plane is kind of what binds it, everything together. Um, this is where the spirits of the forest live. This is where ghosts and darker entities might live, and it's not supposed to come into this world. Yet you have entered into it just by walking through the forest. You see. Uh, when you when you look at the trees, you see little faces kind of pop up in them. These long faces that just kind of watch as you pass by, and you know that's the spirit of the tree. Uh, you see little critters running around. These little blobs with just like large eyes just kind of look up at you and and you know s- you know circle around you and then run off. And those are some small animal spirits. Uh, this is probably the first time you've seen this wolf and uh, flyger. Um, it is an odd place to be in. This place is magical and wonderful. Uh, yeah, you you don't hear much from Turva. They they don't seem to be talking much as they're as they're walking by. Um, but as you kind of start cresting one of the hills, uh, there's another hill in front, and you see standing on that hill is. Skeleton, and it just kind of like slowly moves its head towards you, and it's standing upright, and it just kind of looks at you. It's looking at both of us, um, or just looking in our direction. In your direction, yeah. What what is that up there? The wisp that is Turva kind of moves closer to you. Says. Undead skeleton. Best be careful. Ah, can can we fight in this form? Uh, yes, but it's not 
It's hard to do sometimes. It's it's uh, not as uh, I'm not as dexterous when we have these charms on. You you can tell Turva's kind of like is having trouble staying focused. Uh, we should go around. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go around. Make a stealth check as you begin to pass by it. Turva's doing the same. At disadvantage. Disadvantage. Well, you have the charm on. Every every roll is is going to be disadvantage, basically. That's going to be four. Four. Um, you're you're. I mean, you look like wisps, and everyone ca- that is trying to see you can. Um, so it's it's tough to Bummer. to remain hidden uh, in in that regard. But you begin making your way kind of past, and the skeleton just kind of watches. And as you get sixty feet away from it, you kind of look back, and it just starts following. Oh, good. Uh, that's, that's good. It's following us. The undead skeleton is following us. I like this. This is fun. It's, so what's the plan? Uh, we, we just we need to get past the barrier, and then okay. we can take these charms off. The, the ruins are not very far from, from there. Well, let's get there, hopefully now, before the undead skeleton gets us yes yes that's that's a good idea um uh, go go let's let's go focus man focus right uh and you begin making your way through the forest again um and you start to see some of the color returning like the barrier slowly kind of coming out of existence and you're you're returning back into the world you you left um before it goes away completely though uh, you kind of look back, you're keeping eyes on, on the skeleton, and two more have kind of joined it. Slowly, you know, faster. walking. Faster. Um, you guys have a, a reduced speed in this in this form. Um, and they're keeping pace. Uh, and I would say give me a perception check. Another one as you're, as you're trying, to, trying to leave. Ten. Ten. And at disadvantage. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So these, these skeletons are approaching. Uh, you're you're kind of looking around to see if there's any others in the, in the forest. You don't see any others. Um, what you do see is a crow kind of flying towards you. And as it does... It's it's kind of coming in close and kind of it's it's kind of spooky a little bit. Uh, it it changes as it kind of comes close and lands near you. It changes from this crow into this humanoid figure with this long black cloak that comes up over its head, uh, white, pale skin underneath. As it looks at you and begins casting a spell. As you're kind of moving away from it, it's, it's casting it's, a spell. Yeah. faster, faster. And and kind of you say that, and it's what, what? Did who said that? I'm. I did. I, you're casting a spell at me. I'm saying we should go faster. I don't want you to hit me with a spell. Um. Are you? And he looks back at the skeletons. Are you not a wisp? Well. No, 
I'm a human. You idiots! These aren't... <sighs> what are you? I'm... We are... Uh, I am a human. My name is Flagger. And this is Captain... Turvo... Turvo... Ma. We are simply wishing to pass through the barrier off to the ruins of Corallon. Ah. Uh, I see. Well, I'm out here hunting wisps. And these three idiots thought you were real live wisps. Well, to be fair, we have amulets on that disguise us as wisps, so maybe don't lash your employees for a simple mistake. They're doing their jobs. I see. <sighs> and he just kind of stops casting the spell and, and you know, yells something to the, the skeletons and they kind of disperse. It looks like they're hunting things uh, further as well. Let's get you out of here. And they start leading you through the f- rest of the forest. Oh, thank God. <laughs> we don't have to. We don't want to fight as pure energy. Uh, no, fighting as as a wisp would be difficult, I'm sure. Come, let's get you from this mm, ethereal place. And what is your name? Mm. Wouldn't that be nice? Come on. <laughs> yeah, he, he's 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 a bit of a curmudgeon and, and just leads you out of the ethereal barrier. What's your name? Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that now. <laughs> when people say that to me, what's your name? Wouldn't that be nice, right? Wouldn't that be nice. Huh? You knew me? Let's go. Fuck off. Um, and you, you leave the effects of this place. Uh, you no longer see wisps. You feel confident enough to take the amulets off. Sweet. Um, we are back to normal, Captain. Yes, that was a experience. I, <clears throat> I have not had to endure that before. Uh, the amulets rob you of your senses. I rely on them so much to keep myself safe. It was difficult. It was difficult not relying on them. Thank you, Flyger. Of course, Turfama. And you, Necromancer. Thank you for not binding us to your will, I'm sure. He says, yeah, yeah. That's not good for business. Um... So you're off to the ruins, huh? Seeking treasure and fortune, I imagine. Uh, Death, most likely. We have a a certain mission. Uh, We are to acquire something. Uh, I would tell you, but wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Get it? Because you did that to me, so now I'm I'm throwing it back at you. Yes, well, names aren't useful when you're off on your own, and I don't care to learn yours, so... Well, then, bye. All right. Have fun raiding the towers. <laughs> <laughs> and you are now on your way towards the ruins of Coraline. Were you intentionally referencing Princess Bride? Um, a little bit. Like, I, I heard it, bit. and it was just like, yeah. Heard it, yeah. I definitely have fun raiding the castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, you're now on the path towards the, uh, the ruins. Um, and Turva, you know, is, is kind of getting back to their senses and says have you learned much about the ruins have you studied them um have i studied them uh i don't think that you have no (laughs) i have not studied them at all 
I, I'm, I'm. You may have, you may have heard a little bit from the magical shopkeeper. Um, she, she talked about the glass coming from the ruins. Uh, oh, gotcha. the magic glass. Uh, but Turva starts talking. Long ago, the uh, temple was constructed here in the woods. They tried to bind this place to the magic of the arcane god. They succeeded for a time. They produced beautiful works of art, spells, uh, wizards and mages of, of repute. But the wilds will always take back what is theirs. Of course, that is how the wilderness works. Yes, and it is our job, young Ryger. Uh, Flyger? Flyger, sorry. Excuse you. Oh, yeah, sorry, the, the amulet is still messing with my brain a bit. Um, Where was I? <laughs> it's our job to... It's our job to keep yes. the balance between the civilization of Usama and the wilds beyond. Course. It's a fine line, but I think we thread it well, and that's why we train the likes of you. This temple and the surrounding ruins is a testament to the pushing of that scale towards our will, and not the will of the land. Um... Remember that as you see what their hubris wrought. Yes, I will keep your teachings with me from here on beyond this realm. <laughs> Good. Let's go. And you make your way uh, to uh, the tower that you're searching for. Um, and you kind of are, are skirting around some places and you see the main temple. Um, this is a large area where where these things, the, this temple was made, and there was a number of facilities outside of it in the forest uh, that were also constructed. And one of those is where you're headed is a specific tower. Okay. Um, but you do see the temple as you're as you're passing by, and most of it has crumbled away. Uh, from what it looks like, it was a building. 500 feet long by like 200 feet across um, uh-huh. with <clears throat> with towers that kind of came up and showing where some of the ruined towers were some of the towers were floating uh, the the bit that remains intact um, is the far end of it and you see about half of what was a massive um, stained glass window uh, uh-huh. is still there bits of the glass are, are, are missing but you can see kind of the the artwork it used to show, and it was uh, arcane writing. It was books, spells. Uh, it was great wizards uh, depicted in here. Um, scenes from around the forest and around Haven itself, uh, sunrises and the moons. Uh, beautifully made uh, this stained glass piece, nice. but half of it destroyed. Um, and then the the other half, you know, being picked clean uh, over the years. Yeah. Um, what you knew is the the glass from this is uh, uh, what can show magic. Uh, Scory installed those into his octopus mask to see necromancy magic. Oh, that's uh, what this glass. And this can is do? where that glass comes from. 
Oh. Can uh, I take some of it? Or it probably won't come with me outside of them. Uh, you you kind of in a dreamlike state, state, just kind of like, do, you know, as you're out there, you do take some because you're in a place like that. And as as you do, uh, you, you see like a small goblin also taking some. Hello? Yes, special glass. Ah, yes, yes. Yes. Very nice. It kind of throws like a shard at you and runs off with its little satchel of it. Uh, Okay. It looks like this place is often raided. Raided, yeah. Had a um, feeling. By by all kinds of things. Um, All right. But you, yeah, will not be bringing that back through the dream. Um, I take it I cannot find this place in the real world. Oh no! You absolutely can. Oh, okay. And and I guess maybe I I didn't l- let that be known. Everything that you are doing here, the at least the memory of it, you will keep. Oh, okay. Um, All right. And so so in 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 part of that is if in the future you would like to guide uh, anyone to this place, you know how to do it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Um. But uh, Turva takes you to the tower, uh, and you. Um, find a little uh, group of trees and bushes uh, that are probably 40, 50 feet from it, mm-hmm. and you just kind of hunker down, and Turva says, quiet. Okay. Lay low. <sighs> the dagger is supposedly in this tower, but that's all we know. Um, since we don't know anything about this place, it is my... Uh, belief that we should learn as much as we can. We'll wait here until dark. See what we can see. The comings and goings of the tower. Exactly. Who might come here, who might leave. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Yes. Very smart. And you both begin waiting. Uh, give me a perception check as you do. And they will do the same. Uh, Thirteen. Thirteen. Um, yeah, so you, you, the, the two of you wait for, gosh, probably five to six hours, uh, watching this, this tower, um, ever so often, like a little will-o'-wisp does kind of come through and comes into the tower and then leaves like 15 minutes later. Mm. Um, that probably happens about once an hour. Oh. Uh, Birds and things are on the top of the tower. Um, looks like uh, this tower used to be probably 80 feet tall, but is now about 30 feet. Like uh, a s- diagonal slice has been cut through it, and you can see the rest of it fallen behind oh, wow. uh, in, in a rubble. So the, the top of it is just like it's got some trees growing out of it um, and, and vines, and there's some birds resting in there. Um, beyond that, you don't notice much. Hmm. Uh, I don't see anyone coming or going or anything like that. Not any people, no. Um, just just those little will o' wisps that kind of come in from the uh, ethereal barrier, and they come in and then they go back that direction. Hmm. Uh, turn from art. Do you, do you think maybe we should go in? It's. No, yes. No place until we actually have our eyes on it. Yes, we should. We should definitely try and see 
What is in there? Um, it seems these wisps come in and leave with no apparent issue, perhaps. You want to go in as a wisp? Yes. Yes, I think that would be useful. Or one of us is a wisp and the other not. Hmm, perhaps we could do a half and half, yes. Yes, one of us would have our senses about us. You seem to be more affected by not having your senses, so perhaps I'll go in as a wisp. You'll go in as yourself. Seem more nimble. Yes, yes. (gasps) Yes, since I won't have to be as careful, I can scale the top of the tower and come in from an unobserved route. Yes, yes, we make a formidable duo. Yes. Uh, and you you enact your plan. You put the amulet on, you turn into a wisp, and slowly, kind of you time it out, so it's like like 30 minutes after what the last wisp comes in and out, you go in. Um, and you kind of go in and um, Turva scales the side um, with, with an amount of ease and gets on the top and just kind of like peers down as you enter in uh, through the way that the other wisps have. And you enter in, and it looks like there's probably two stories to this thing, 20 feet wide, uh, not huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a kind of broken staircase that spirals up, uh, and this this dead tree that's just kind of planted in front of like a desk that's, you know, kind of broken that was at the base of this tower. Um, oh, okay. Above, you do see Turva kind of looking down and analyzing, just taking a look. Do you want to investigate the, the bottom floor? Yeah, I'll do an investigation check on, like, the um, tree and, like, is there a desk there, you said? Yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. A, like, a desk right there. Do an investigation there's some, like, on the, books on and the stuff. desk. Yeah, give me an investigation check. And disadvantage, because you are a wisp. Motherfucker. Just I just rolled a nineteen too, and <laughs> yeah. I was like, "Son of a seventeen! Hey, <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah." So, so investigating this bottom floor, um, one thing you notice that there is a a small trap door on the first floor that lo- leads to some sort of basement. There is a number of books on the desk, and this tree. You, you begin looking at it as well, um, and it kind of like you know sways with the wind. Uh, but the weirdest thing is one of the branches actually moves and turns a page on one of the books. And when it does that, and you kind of like watch that thing and kind of assume it's an arm, the rest of it takes shape, and you see the humanoid shape of this tree, like where a head might be there is facial features and on its other side there's like an arm with long fingers and and instead of rooted in the ground there's two large stumps where legs are and this is some sort of animated tree um, dead wood like the the wood is gray and cracked and dead but it is animated to some degree it is alive undead Hello, and it kind of creaks, and its whole head turns towards you and says, "You all don't usually talk." 
One more time. There's a loud buzzing in my ear. <sighs> and it kind of like repositions itself. You all, wisps don't usually talk. Ah, right. What? Well, well, that's, um, yes, well, I'm, I'm not actually wisp. I'm actually human. I have an amulet. Uh, I'm here trying to retrieve a dagger. Do you perhaps know anything about a dagger? Kind of turns its head. Old wood Amulet man. that makes you a wisp? That is intriguing. Yes. A dagger. I More may intriguing. know of a dagger. What? What are you, young human? What are you after? What secrets do you have? I, well, I don't have a lot of secrets. Ugh. Um, do you oh. know anyone that does? Oh, they, no, I, I was I was lying. I have many secrets, lots of secrets. Give I'm me a persuasion check. And if you'd like to take the amulet off to not have disadvantage, you can't. Yes, I'm going to. Okay. And you do, you kind of become your humanoid form and the they start eyeing you, this tree. A persuasion? Yeah. Or deception. It's up to you. Intimidation if you want. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. Um, do, 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 says, hmm. We are just meeting, human. I may know something of a dagger. Ah. But I require, hmm, something from you. Yes, what is it? I... I do like that amulet you have. It's intriguing. Where did you get it from? Well, my my boss, Captain Turvamar, he's up there. Oh, hello, elf. He 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 provided the amulet. And uh, Turva kind of starts jumping down to the second floor and then to the first and says, "It's good to meet you, tree." It's not really my amulet to give away. It's more his thing. So, I mean, that's really a conversation between you two. Um, but, I mean, I would be willing to give you the amulet. I don't... Oh, then. That would be one token for me. Oh, but then again, I actually need it to, to cross back. So... Oh. Perhaps not. Then... Then I require something. Something deep. Something dark. I require a secret from you. Secret? Yes. Um, I'm sure you have something. Something you've kept stowed away, even from this captain of yours. And Interva's just kind of like looking and looking at you and kind of get, like giving you the go ahead as like you, for you to deal with this situation as you wish, because that's what Turva's been doing this whole time. It's just been kind of seeing uh, how you will do things. Well, um, I mean, here's a doozy. Uh, you know, I'm actually a Goliath inside of a dream, inside of another world. That's pretty wild. <sighs> What's your name? I'm... <clears throat> Brachus Wolfsbane. I'm a <sighs> And you see, like, kind of just the, this this place, uh, 
is it's not like the ethereal plane is not magical like that but you see kind of wisps from the ethereal plane start pouring into this tree like as you're saying that the each each step of it that is more fantastical than the last uh you know makes this kind of grow and glow more and and you see kind of some life return to some of the leaves and some of the bark on this thing and they look at you and they say that is a secret that is oh thank you you really like that huh ah yes wolf anacolothi thrakis i am catroth velbril and okay. your dagger is yours to take and some vines kind of pull up from that trap door below they kind of open it and the vines just kind of you know crawling on top of each other towards you and as they get to you they produce a dagger and the tree kind of turns to you and says but be warned it is cursed it may bring the severance of ties that bind souls. But the death of either party is almost assured. The death of, I'm sorry, what was that? One more time. When using this dagger to cut the bonds between souls. Yes. The death of those souls is almost assured. Death of souls. Alright, just getting this down in my notes. Just give me one more second just writing this down. Of course. It is always good to keep secrets written down. Yes, I agree. In case you forget them in the future. In my normal life, not big note taker. Ah. But this dream world taking on this new identity is kind of fun. A little more responsible. Yes. And you, you kind of lo- like look past and you see the book that they were reading was, is filled with notes in some sort of tree language. Uh, mm-hmm. Even little drawings and things. Um, they, they welcome you taking notes on this thing. Uh, and well, you then. are given the dagger. The um, vines kind of stay wrapped around it. So you can see oh, okay. little glints of it, so you don't have to touch it. Because I was about to say I would wrap it in cloth. And even doing doing that beyond, you know, we, even the vines is not a bad idea for this thing. Yeah, and I'm looking gonna... at it, it is the dagger that uh, Jamala had. Sweet. It is that same dagger that was being used in the ritual uh, just above you uh, when the ironbound abolith, uh, you know, was trying to be destroyed. And as you stow the dagger, the dream begins to fade, and you Can start I kind of falling. Start to ask, yeah, Turvama no, absolutely, uh, Captain Turvama. Uh, wh- and kind of, kind of, as you're as you're falling like through this dream, like Turva's there too, and you see this vision of your conversation that you're having. Yeah, if the dagger severs souls from the bodies, perhaps there's a soul you're trying to sever from this uh, iron-bound creature. Yes, I don't know the specifics of what Gaston needs, but but there is some sort of spiritual connection at play, and severing that connection can destroy the creature. And possibly free someone else? 
Oh my god, I think it's coming together. Maybe. I don't know. Oh my god. I'm falling away. Possibly. Yes. It's time to go back. Oh, man. Okay. You were really cool. I... Are you alive in my time? And you just kind of fall into this blackness. And that's where we're going to leave it for today's episode. Uh, thank you guys for joining us around our proverbial podcast table. I've been your DM, Alex, with me. Dash as uh, Flyger and Thrakus in one body. Exactly. Grab your swords and keep on adventuring. Follow us across all platforms with Chaotic Amateurs. Please subscribe, rate, and review our show on your podcast app of choice to help us climb the charts and find new adventurers. Or become a patron on Patreon to help our heroes continue their quest. Thank you for listening to Chaotic Amateurs. Chaotic Amateurs.